Welcome to the I Love Seville Show, guys. My name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us. It's a gorgeous Thursday afternoon. I am wearing, I'm going to stand up here if you want to do the studio camera, just a one shot here. You can probably just do it on the studio camera. I'm wearing on a Thursday afternoon um, Vineyard Vine shorts. Who wears short shorts? Nair wears short shorts. Jerry wears short shorts. A rowback polo. This is my favorite rowback here. It's got the American flag on the back. If you look at the screen, you'll see the American flag right here. Uh, one of my trademarks, the rainbow sandal. I mean, you've known me for quite some time, 13 years. The rainbow sandal has been a, a regular in the wardrobe for uh, yours truly. Um, often have the iWatch on. In fact, I do every day. The Apple Watch. The Apple Watch where I'm tracking my metrics specifically to working out. Uh, I try to burn, I have the goal set at 1,250 calories burned every day. 1,250 active calories burned every day. I'll, I'll go back down here. Um, I'd say that goal of burning 1,250 calories every day, I reach that goal minimum six days a week. Six days a week minimum. 1,250 calories a day. I'd say I'm three, four pounds removed from high school soccer weight right now. I had this conversation. Uh, I play a lot of squash, as you know. There's an up-and-comer. I won't use his last name. There's an up-and-comer squash player over at the Boar's Head. He's a student at uh, St. Anne's Belfield. His name is Nate. I'm not going to use his last name. Got a lot of upside. Puts a lot of work in. Hard worker. Great family. Hell of a player, Nate. I hope this gets back to you, Nate. I think he's got a boatload of potential. Was hitting around with him. He might be in eighth, ninth grade. I said, Nate, your game is fantastic. Once you get a pull-up bar, ask for a pull-up bar for Christmas and hang that pull-up bar in your closet doorway or in your bathroom doorway and bang out 30 to 50 curl-ups and pull-ups every day. Viewers and listeners, I'll offer you the same suggestion. Get a $50 pull-up bar. You can find it online. Are there local sporting goods stores anymore? Um, I guess Play It Against Sports is a locally owned sporting goods store. Is, is Downtown still, is Athletic still Store still exists, still open? Downtown Athletic Store? Rivana Gear and Apparel does not have a storefront. Does Downtown Athletic Store still have a storefront? Does it? I don't know. The fact that we don't know is concerning. Yeah. Anyway, spend $50 on a pull-up bar. Viewers and listeners, do this for yourself and do this for your children. A $50 pull-up bar, you hang it in your closet or in the doorway to your bathroom, and you do 50 curl-ups and pull-ups every day. A combination like this with your hands, with the palms facing out, or like this with the palms facing in. It should take you, after a week or two, it'll take you 15 minutes to do 50 curl-ups and pull-ups, and you will see a significant result to your entire body. The curl-up and push-up is an easy way to get fit in a short period of time, and it works arms, biceps, shoulders, abs, chest, everything waist up. And if you start list lifting your legs as if you're doing them like sitting in the air with your legs all the way lifted up, you'll really get the lower abs in the mix. I passed that on to uh, my friend Nate, who I think is in eighth grade. And I said, do this, ask for it for Christmas, and see what happens. I think he's going to do it. Um, I started the program with this question. What is the only, perf only thing perfect in life? We'll weave Judah in on a two-shot. We'll get philosophical before we talk about election winners and losers, John Blair's take on urban versus suburban voters, why the Almaro County Democrats are doing so well, why the Almaro uh, Republicans are doing so poorly. A Charlottesville High School principal just quit. Did you see that, Judah? Yeah. 
The um, principal of Charlottesville's only high school quit. After one year? After one year on the job. One has to wonder how bad it is there to... And, uh, and he gave... <clears throat> uh, not very much notice. 13 days notice. The principal of the only high school in Charlottesville City gave 13 days notice to his superintendent and said, I got to get the hell out of here. And he cited... I believe he said he had to take care of his family, right? I think it was health and quality of life issues. He's probably pulling his hair out daily. It is a a turnstile at the principal's office at Charlottesville High School. I believe the previous principal wasn't quite so... uh, in and out. Oh, but. look at the track record. I've had a boatload of parents reach out to me about this. Look at the track record of principals within uh, the Charlottesville school system. I think the, per- the principal before him was got, had, what, six years? Made it six years and then moved on to a different uh, ACPS uh, position. Why are the principals <clears throat> within Charlottesville City Schools quitting? Why is it a turnstile and a revolving door? These are six-figure jobs. Could it be all the fights? Six-figure jobs. There was, there was scuttlebutt, and it's confirmed scuttlebutt. If it's confirmed, it is, can it still be scuttlebutt? Is scuttlebutt linked strictly to rumor? Uh, rumor or gossip is the definition of scuttlebutt. So if it's confirmed, it cannot be scuttlebutt. Um... So then it would be fact if it's confirmed. There was a massive brawl in the library at Charlottesville High School with 20-some students. Another brawl. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the, um, the dynamics. Last day of talk on the election. I'm a political junkie. Last day, we'll talk about it today. But first, I want to talk about the pursuit of perfection. What's the only perfection? What is the only aspect of life that can be perceived perfect or purely is perfect. Is there any aspect of life purely perfect? I think it depends who you ask. I mean, I, as, as an artist, I was always told that uh, you're, you're, always, you're always becoming an artist. There's, there is no like, hey, I've arrived. You're always learning something new. And I think that should probably apply to every aspect of life. I mean, we should strive to keep learning. We should strive to keep getting better and doing better and that kind of precludes perfection Albert Graves says yes downtown athletic store is still open thank you Albert Graves downtown athletic store is still open downtown athletic store is still open Mary Hardwig Nacy welcome to the program I'll say this and and some who are I'm a God fearing man I am a God fearing man I was raised Southern Baptist I went to a Catholic school, and I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. I'm a religious mutt. Mm-hmm. Raised Southern Baptist, Catholic school, Jewish neighborhood of mutt. Undoubtedly a God-fearing man. You're a God-fearing man. You've talked about that on the show before. Bit of a mutt myself. We won't evangelize on the program, although some would say, I would imagine you as well, uh, Jesu Cristo. Perfect. Yeah, I would say. Or he God's was. love, perfect. Hesel Christo, there's, there's aspects, tales in the Bible where he's lost his temper. I don't think that says anything about being perfect. Uh, but he has lost his temper. He did get angry at the money changers in the temple. Got angry at the money changers at the temple, and I believe the. The females that were acting <clears throat> entrepreneurially with their bodies. Really? Yeah. What was that? I, I believe that was also part of the, the, uh, the money entrepreneurs at the temple and the females acting mm. entrepreneurially with their bodies. Although he showed a lot of empathy and sympathy and a lot of pure love with Mary Magdalene, who he allowed to wash his feet with her hair. Yeah, he certainly wasn't about calling people out, but uh, messing around in the temple was a... Was a no-no a road for Jesus. Too, a road too far. Was a no-no for Jesus. We're, we're not going to go down the road of Jesus today. It's, it's not this show, not what this show's about. I'd say the pursuit of perfection in and of itself is 
potentially perfect because the pursuit of perfection requires someone every day to get up, put their pants on, put their shoes on, put their shirt on, and, and, and work and, and hustle and effort and use their brain and use their body and their physicality. And while anyone's unique pursuit of per- everyone's pursuit of perfection is unique to them, meaning that there is no one example of perfect pursuit, mm-hmm. and that process in and of itself is as close to perfection as you're going to find on this planet. It's okay. getting a little philosophical today on a Thursday. Yeah. A little philosophical on the I Love Seagull show. Um, it's the process. Marcus Lemonis, um, who was recently f- uh, floated as the potential interim CEO for Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, what was the website that they merged with? Bed Bath & Beyond merger with online shopping company. Was it Overstock? Isn't that who they... Overstock. Overstock. Um, Marcus Lemonis was floated as the new CEO, as the interim CEO of Bed Bath & Beyond, Overstock. I think their company is now just called Beyond. Hmm. It's an online-only retailer. Remember, Bed Bath & Beyond used to be in Barracks Road Shopping Center. I'm still convinced that Bed Bath & Beyond, that Barracks Road Shopping Center, would make a fantastic pickleball epicenter. I very much would uh, love to see that a reality with my money in the mix. Um, their CEO was recently, sh- I can't say S-H-I-T can, was recently canned, pink slipped. I caught myself, sweetheart. I did not use the word. Was pink slipped. And the, the board, the board of directors floated Marcus Limonis as an interim CEO. Hmm. They chose someone else besides Limonis. But if you know Marcus Limonis, he's often um, a huge fan of the process, the process of a business. Gary Vee is another fan of the process. You watch Shark Tank on CNBC, and the process often comes um, up on that, on, that, on that show that sexifies and glorifies entrepreneurship. Anyone who's been in business for themselves or has worked for a small business or has tried to pursue entrepreneurship understands that the process or launching a business is far from sexy. And what you try to do each day is two steps forward because you're going to know, you know each day you're going to take one step backwards. So even if you can take a step, even if you take a step backwards every day, if you can figure out a way to go two forward, you still come out ahead. And the crappy part is not every day are you going to take two steps forward. Some days you're going to take no steps forward and some days you're going to take 10 steps backwards. But over the course of time, if you go two forward and one backward, you generally run in the black, you generally stay profitable, and you generally keep going in the direction of sustainability of, 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 of paychecks and employees' hands. And it's that process, which it's unique to anybody, is for me the closest aspect of perfection out there. I'm curious of your thoughts on that. Um, why don't you go on a one-shot, and I want to talk some headlines. Last day, we'll talk Tuesday's election. I think there's still a lot to cover. Thank you, Kevin Yancey, Overstock. Appreciate you. <coughs> Logan Waltz, Kalela, welcome to the broadcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, which election winner has the most upside? <coughs> I'm curious of your thoughts on that too, Judah. And it doesn't just have to be school board. It doesn't just have to be our moral board of supervisors. It could be Charlottesville City Council. could be Commonwealth's attorney. Could be state senate, could be delegate. For me, there's two clear-cut winners for me. Two clear-cut individuals with the most upside politically that won on Tuesday evening. Mm -hmm. I'm curious of your take before I give mine. Judah B. Wickhauer, jack-of-all-trades, 
J-Dubs, <clears throat> as he's known up and down the eastern seaboard, a man who prefers a button-down shirt in a sleek and snazzy and snappy cardigan at least on a 75-degree November afternoon. Who do you I'm going to take the, the sweater off, but I go outside. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think that Meg Bryce probably has... We're talking winners, though. That okay. she would be the next headline. Okay. Which losers have the oh, most upside? This is winners. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to put that lower third on screen, that would be great, too. This is like uh, walking and chewing gum and talking here. A lower third on screen while giving your answer. Which winner has the most upside? Political upside. The most political upside. Hmm. Um, I, I think, what do you think, viewers and listeners? Judah, I, what do you think? I think I would probably say uh, Katrina Carlson. She's moving up, and she's young, and I think uh, she's got uh, uh, she's got open. What's the, the clear sky? She's got uh, upside. Yeah, she's got upside. got upside. That's the word upside. Yeah, I'm not I'm not used to using that word, so okay. I'm just looking for something else. She has upside. You say Katrina Coulson? Why? Why Katrina Coulson? I actually, she's one of mine. I think Katrina Coulson have massive upside. Yeah. Why Katrina Coulson? Someone get Katrina Coulson in the mix. Someone who's watching this program, text message Katrina Coulson right now and let her know we're talking about her on the I Love Seville show in a positive spotlight. Why Katrina Coulson? Well, like I said, she's, uh, she's moving up. She's young. I think she's got uh, a lot of potential. And like I said, uh, I, this, this is why I didn't want to use the word upside. It just it doesn't really... Uh, Express what I'm trying to express. I think she's got uh, she's got a long runway, and uh, and if she wants, uh, you know, she could make this uh, she make this a cross country flight. Uh, by which I mean, you know, I think she could she could stay in this for quite a while and continue moving up in the uh, political ranks. I'll echo the Katrina call said before giving you a second, giving the viewers and listeners a second one. You got a deputy city attorney for the city of Charlottesville. This is Katrina Coulson's resume. Deputy city attorney, city of Charlottesville. Albemarle County school board member. Albemarle County school board chair. Albemarle County school board vice chair. Teach for America Boston. She worked for Teach for America for two years and a month. She went to Yale University. She got a law degree from the University of Virginia. She's a board member at the Virginia Discovery Museum. A board member at K-Tech. She's youthful. Looks great on camera. Knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Won a contested election, at least in the primary, with Dave Norris and Bellamy Brown, her opponents. Yeah. Dave Norris and Bellamy Brown have upside themselves. Dave Norris used to be the mayor of Charlottesville and was a city councilor. Yeah. Beat up Bellamy Brown and Dave Norris. Delegate she could do for two years. Maybe in two years she makes a push for a higher office. Yeah. I want you guys to mark this down on the 9th of November, 2023, on a balmy afternoon in downtown Charlottesville, about 150 yards from her office. If she plays her cards the right way, I would not be surprised if Katrina Coulson gives consideration to a congressional run. Perhaps the next push is state senate. Yeah. Fantastic thing about being delegate is it's a short term. Biracial. Sure. Has not lost an election. Navigated the school board during a pandemic. Coulson. Yeah. 
most upside of any winner I saw from Tuesday night, and by upside I mean political, future, and the word Judah used, runway, Katrina Colson. No doubt. Who's number two? That's a tougher one. Um... It's clear cut for me, number two. Viewers and listeners, I'm curious of your take. What's your take on this, Kevin Yancey? What's your take on this, Carol Thorpe, Vanessa Parkhill? What's your take on this, John Blair, Deep Throat? What's your take on this, Sarah Hilbuchensky, Albert Graves? Roger Voisinet? What's your take? What's number two for you, Judah? I guess I'd probably go with Cree Deeds. Cree Deeds? I mean... I'm not hating on Cree. Cree ain't no spring chicken. No, he's not, but... Uh, Cree just, Deeds! I'm trying, to think of all the, I'm trying to think of all the winners, and uh, maybe... I I've, mean, you could I've go on some... Amy Lawfer. Oh, that's a good one. Amy Lawfer beat Steve Harvey, was not close. Cree Deeds, 65 years old. He's about to turn 66. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking about Amy Lawfer. I need a, I need a list. How about Allison Spillman? Don't want to give props to Spills? Why no props to Spills? I didn't say I wasn't giving props to her. I just don't know that I see uh, as much of an upside. All right, I'll devil's advocate for the sake of a talk show. Spillman upside. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Youthful. Yeah. Looks good on camera. Yeah. Plays the game. Definitely. Five children in public schools. She used this as part of her campaign, so I'm just talking about it because she put this in the news cycle herself. One of the five children, uh, transgender. Okay. That's going to appeal to a voter base. No doubt. Female. Mm-hmm. Female's got upside. Colson, that's also on her resume, obviously. On her resume. I mean, when you're looking at a room full of older, stodgy white men, yeah. a younger, youthful female is going to stand out and will appeal to voters. No doubt. At least a portion of them. Spillman won. What, can I make this comment? Can I make this comment with confidence and conviction, viewers and listeners? Did Allison Spillman win the most watched and the most anticipated school board race in United States of America history? Quite possibly. I, I literally want to think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Newsweek has covered this. The Washington Post has covered this. Richmond Times-Dispatch. CNN. Did the New York Times cover this? Let's check. I'm Googling. The Nation covered this. I mean, the Crozet Gazette covered it. <laughs> the I Love Seville show covered it. Did Allison Spillman win the most anticipated, watched, and closely followed school board race in United States of America history? Over $300,000 raised. You had 39,000 voters. And she won by a, a country mile. Yeah. She won by 10,000 votes, mm-hmm. roughly. You are a mom of five who was previously on the P, a PTO, has private sector experience, won the most anticipated and closely watched school board race in American history. You have upside. Her term is longer than Colson's, four years. Mm-hmm. I think Almero County Public Schools, whether we want to admit this or not, are in a very precarious position right now. No doubt. Parents, you may not want to hear this. Maybe you, obviously, maybe you already realize this. 
Maybe you've accepted this. Maybe you've known this for a long time. Maybe you're burying your head in the sand about this. Maybe you don't like when I say it. Maybe it makes you angry. But Almar County Public Schools have seen way better days than their current state right now. And that's a fact. And best guess is they're going to keep on the same path. Do we know that? We Can don't. Spillman right the ship? Or is the ship a tanker <clears throat> that takes years, if not longer, to right because of its momentum? Could be either one. Is it a sailboat? Is it a 20-foot sailboat that could pivot quickly and head into calmer waters? Or is it a tanker that takes an eternity to shift direction? It's a good question. I kind of doubt it's a 20-foot, easily maneuverable... Uh, What's the name of a nice little 20-foot sailboat? Uh, skipper? Yeah! Is that a name is of it a skipper? Is it a skipper? Is that one? Skiff? It's a skiff? I have no idea. Do you know? Skipper is a captain. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, is, what kind of sailboat? Give me a sailboat name. Is it a catamaran? Yeah, that's a little too maneuverable, I think. Uh, what? You're saying the Almore County Public Schools can't be a catamaran? No. I... I'm going to paint a hypothetical for you while you find the most uh, apropos sailboat name for my nautical metaphor, please. Almore County Public Schools are at the lowest level they have been performance-wise and quality-of-life-wise for teachers and students and administrators and parents alike, I would say, in a couple of generations. If Spillman and Berlin, what's the Almore County Democratic uh, chairwoman? Is it Karen Combs? Is that her name? Does memory serve correct? Doing a quick little Google. My memory's pretty good. Ah, it is Karen Cobes. That's what I'm talking about. Jerry's memory. Good job, Jerry's memory. If Berlin Spillman called a sloop. A what? A sloop. A snoop? A sloop. A sloop? What's a sloop? Sloop. A sloop? Like someone who sneaks around and spies on people? But with an L. Oh, a sloop. Okay. That's a boat? Yep. Smallish sailboat. If Spillman and Berlin and Karen Combs can get on this board and make the Admiral County Public Schools a sloop instead of a tanker, Spillman's upside is very bright for voters, especially in the Commonwealth of Virginia. That is a swath of blue voters. I'm talking Spillman could be your next Colson. We see a clear path politically from school board to delegate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's been done before. It's been, we have a precedent. School board to delegate. Could Spillman follow Colson's path politically? Potentially. Possibly. Potentially. Probably. Yeah. Alliteration. I love alliteration. Which loser, change that headline, which election night loser has the most upside and why? I'll let you go first on that one. Kate Charts, I'm curious of your opinion. James Watson, I'm curious of your opinion. Katie Pearl, Lonnie Murray. Mr. DL, Annie Zeman. Annie Zeman's going to be on Real Talk tomorrow, 10, 15 a.m. Dr. Downey, J.B. Turner, Neil Williamson, mm-hmm. Lauren and Keswick, Bellamy Brown, Kipasa, Ray Cadell, Roger Voisinet, Bob Yarborough, Scott Tharp, Georgia Gilmer, Dean Russell, Richard Fox, Sander McDaniel, just to name a few, Tommy Powell, Meg Payne, Cully Baggett, John Blair, Brittany Gray. Which loser has the most upside? And I don't mean loser as in a derogatory term. I, I mean, loser in that they actually lost. Yeah. Now, I would give that to, uh, I'd give that to Meg Bryce. Wow. Explain why. She garnered a lot of attention. I think, uh, I, I really appreciate the fact that she abstained from, uh, from dirty campaigning. Um, I don't know if she has any aspirations uh, beyond, the, uh, beyond the school board seat. But I think if she uh, if she wanted to 
if she wanted to continue campaigning for another another position somewhere, I think uh, she would have a lot of support backing her from uh, uh, from various sectors. Judah's got some ammunition. Kate Charts, the Queen of Ivy, watching the program, says, I respectfully disagree with you, Jerry. You can always disagree with me, Kate Charts. Your opinion is very valued on this program, Queen of Ivy. Kate Charts, I would put in the top 10 of uh, commenters on this program, the Queen of Ivy, and her ranking is climbing quickly. Um, this is what she said about Allison Spillman. Then I'm going to respond or rebuttal Dr. Bryce for Judah. She says, Jerry, I think you're giving Allison Spillman too much credit. She is only in the spotlight because of who she ran against, not as much who she is, hmm. in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that comment? I think she may have a good point. <clears throat> oh, um, surprised you gave that answer. Go ahead. Really? No, I, I'm, not, I'm not interfering. I just didn't expect that from you. Go ahead. I, I, I mean, mean I, we, we do know Allison Spillman got 24,174 votes, the most votes in the school board history. Yeah, but I think, I think to... The most uh, votes in school board history. I think to her point that a lot of that was in... Uh, a lot of that was a response to, to Meg Bryce. I think uh, everybody everybody knows that uh, that Charlottesville and, and Albemarle are largely or oh are, largely Democratic hotbeds largely safe to say yeah largely is safe to say definitely overwhelmingly could be a preferred adjective maybe but either way I think a lot <laughs> maybe. of I think a lot of people I, I don't know that it's you know I I don't know that it's uh, clear like. It's not like we're talking 90, 90%, 10%. But either way, I think that um, I think that a lot of people may have come out in response to Meg Bryce. Um, I think the the mudslinging and the um, the website and spray paint on signs may have uh, done a lot to get people get people into the voting booth or voting early and I think that worked in I think that worked in Allison Spillman's favor uh, that may have been more a referendum referendum on on Meg Bryce than it was a uh, um, a complete backing of Spillman Okay. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. But Ginny, Ginny who says I wouldn't be surprised. Ginny who says Spillman's victory has way more to do with our local political climate than it does qualifications of the person running. She said that on Twitter. Warrior AG, thank you for the retweet on Twitter. Dylan's rule. Welcome to the broadcast. Based on what you're saying, based on what the Queen of Ivy Kate Schartz is saying, based on what Ginny who is saying, and based on over a dozen other comments on this feed that are basically saying the same thing. That Spillman's victory is more, or Spillman's spotlight is more of a reflection of her opponent than Spillman herself. I respectfully disagree with that. I'm going to explain why. Let me just say, I don't know that I would call into question her, her uh, credentials. Um, I'm just saying that I don't know that all of those voters came out necessarily to support her so much as many of them may have come out to, uh, to make sure uh, Meg Bryce didn't get the seat. All right, go ahead. Kate Schart says, Allison's campaign spent thousands to scare Democrats about who Meg was, so of course they showed up to not let her win. Not many of them actually know Allison versus Meg's campaign, which was run by my friends versus the Democratic Party. I can't believe I'm going to take this position. I am going to take the position. Allison Spillman, if you're watching this program right now, Christopher Seaman, if you're watching this program right now, Forward Almaro, if you're watching this program right now, Sarah K. Harris, if you're watching this program right now, the meme accounts that love to uh, poke fun at yours truly, if you're watching the program right now, I cannot believe I'm about to take this position. Katie Pearl, I'll get to your comments here. 
I respectfully disagree with you guys. I think Allison Spillman ran a pretty genius campaign. Here's what Allison Spillman did extremely well. First, she got 75 grand from Sonia Smith. Sonia Smith, did she give any money to Rebecca Berlin and her race against Joanne McDermott? Berlin won. But, and I'll go to VPAP here. I don't think Burrs, that's her nickname, Burrs, Rebecca Berlin. Uh, okay. I don't think Berlin um, got any money. I'm going to confirm. I don't think Berlin got any, and if she did, it was very little from Sonia Smith. Sonia was focused on this race. Allison appealed to the kingmaker and got 75 grand directly from her and got another 15K indirectly from Christopher Seaman's pack, Apple, Almoral Parents Promoting Learning. Mm-hmm. Sonia, uh, Allison Spillman started significantly behind fundraising. She closed that gap quickly. I mean, very quickly she closed that gap. Allison Spillman understood the value proposition of political science. She villainized Dr. Bryce. That's safe to say, right, Judah? Definitely safe to say. She villainized Dr. Bryce. And people call that mudslinging. People call that nastiness, unethical, lacking integrity. You know what I call that? Good strategy. Politics. Strategy. Political science. Winning. Allison Spillman appealed to moms by utilizing five children in public schools, humanizing, personalizing, and localizing her efforts. Allison Spillman understood the value proposition of unions and collective bargaining as it pertained to forward Albemarle and a massive voting block, which was employed people within Albemarle County Public Schools. In Albemarle County Public Schools and their employees who vastly and overwhelmingly want unionization, that is just not the people that get a a paycheck directly deposited into their account. That's their significant other as well. And that's probably their neighbors and their direct sphere of influence. That's thousands of people. Thousands, thousands, thousands of people. No doubt. She knew that. Spillman, whether it was ethical, above board, book banning, genius. Spillman making a apolitical race. School board race ain't supposed to be out about political parties. Spillman said, F that dude. I'm going to get the Democrats to back me and I'm going to wave that backing all over town. She did that. Why did she do that? Because you clearly have a... Uh, what? You clearly, you clearly have a, have a benefit in, uh, in showing your colors. Say it for Sally in the back. Uh, Politics in Charlottesville, you have a clear benefit if you're one particular party over another. There you go. She put a campaign together that was effing bona fide. The direct mailer that got everybody talking about, that direct mailer was the most talked about direct mailer except for maybe T.J. Fadley's B. Lepisto Kirtley direct mailer where he painted B. Lepisto Kirtley, a 50-plus-year-old woman, as a gypsy in front of a stack of gold coins on a poker table with a gypsy scarf on her head. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Was, do you still have that? Could you show the B. Lepisto Kirtley gypsy flyer? Mm-hmm. you got to have that. we got to save that forever. If you have that, it'll be so awesome. Gosh, I hope you have the B. Lepisto Kirtley Gypsy flyer. I uh, have to find it. Hold on. Oh my gosh, if Judah has that, that'd be a great. Which political flyer, which political mailer was more talked about? The Spillman mailer about Bryce or the TJ Fatally direct mailer about Lepisto Kirtley? It was the Spillman mailer. And wait till you see the Fatally mailer about B. Lepisto Kirtley. And it still wasn't the most talked about mailer. Let's 
TV commercial, we broke the TV commercial down on the I Love Seville show, whether viewers and listeners want to admit this or not, whether the lovers of this show or the haters of this show want to admit this or not, the I Love Seville show and this media platform that I'm hosting right now is the most watched and listened to talk show in a 300,000 person market and is directing the news cycle. You can go on dailyprogress.com and you can see their subscribers. They have to publish this information quarterly by law. I have the information in my possession. We're talking 5,000 people here. 5,000 people in the local newspaper. It's not TV, it's not radio. I'm not doing this to tout our horn here. I'm just doing it to be factual. This is where it starts. And we played her damn commercial. How many times did we play her commercial? You got the flyer? The Uh, mailer? I don't know if I still have it. Oh, please find it. Let's see. A gypsy gypsy clad Lepisto currently? In front of a stack of gold coins in front of a poker table with her hands out like this with dice in the air? You can never delete that. We should frame that in the studio. I think it was a genius campaign. Please find it. I'm I'm down on my hands and knees. Carol Thorpe says, Bravo, Judah. I'll dance with you on this one and go a step further. I believe at least 50% of the people who voted for her would have voted for a ham sandwich. If we were on the ballot against Meg Bryce, period. And Sonia Smith would have donated all that money to push the ham sandwich across the finish line. Bryce was the Scalia spawn MAGA 2.0 boogeyman that had to be stopped. All right, I'll I'll respond to Judah then and Carol Thorpe's comment, Ginny Hu's comment, Kate Schartz's comment, and a boatload of other people that are saying this as well. Based on everything you're saying then, Based on what Carol's saying, Ginny's saying, Katie Pearl, you're in the mix with the comment. Katie Pearl's a top 10 commenter. She said, did Sonia Smith contribute roughly 80K to Spillman because of who Spillman is or an effort to stop on the grave of Justice Scalia? All right, I'll respond to that. Boatload of people making that comment. Here's my response to that. Are you ready for this? Then was she the right candidate to run then? Was Meg Bryce the right candidate to run? I mean, I don't think she ran at anyone's insistence. I think it was just a... Uh... Oh, it was her personal choice. Yeah. If everyone that is, everyone that is leaving these comments are pro-Bryce supporter, I was... I'm a pro- anyone who watches this program said, I knew I back Bryce. You back Bryce. A boatload of people back Bryce. Bryce got 14,815 votes. You're talking the third most votes in Admiral County at-large history. I think Yono Alcardo got 19,000 votes in one of his at-large races, and he ran basically without opposition. All these people are backing Bryce or saying the reason Spillman was able to win is because of Bryce's last name and who her father was. Mm -hmm. Then I'll I'll respond to all those questions by saying, then should she have, should she, was she the right choice to run? If it was everyone, if it was another candidate that was exactly like Dr. Bryce, but did not have her maiden name, would it have been a different outcome? Would Sonia Smith have given all that money? I was just going to say, Sonia Smith may not have. uh... Definitely not. Definitely Sonia wouldn't have done that. No way S-squared does that. No way the kingmaker gets in the mix at the school board level. Come on. You got the lapistol Curtly gypsy? I'm still gypsy looking. Gypsy woman. We can never delete this photo ever again. Please find it. I mean, I think it was a screenshot from somewhere. It was from our show, on the Kyle Miller show. It airs at 2.15 p.m. today in front of the I Love Seville banner. Mm-hmm. You took the picture. Or it was a screenshot from the show itself. You've played yeah, it. It's what, uh, yeah, but I don't remember. I may have gotten rid of it. I don't so know where I would have kept it. Okay. All right. Heather Walker, you're exactly right. 
The Charlottesville High School principal quit yesterday and his last day is the 21st. He's got 13 days notice. He's given 13 days notice, the, only, the, the principal of the only high school in the city of Charlottesville. Hits the road, Jack. All right, which loser has the most upside for me? This is tough. It's not Philip Andrew Hamilton. Philip Andrew Hamilton's lost two races now. Steve Harvey's lost two races now. When you lose two races, it might be time to hang them up. Just saying. Lose two races, it might be time to hang up the political spurs. Not saying that's the case for everyone. But Harvey's lost twice. Philip Andrew Hamilton's been shellacked twice. Oh, I don't think Dr. Bryce is going to do this again. Do you think Dr. Bryce is going to do this again? I think it would have to be some very special circumstances. I think it would have to be a cause or a uh, position that uh, is meaningful. And um, I don't think Dr. Bryce is doing this again. Right. Put me on a one shot if you can find that so folks can see the headlines. And then let me see if you, if you have Gypsy Woman. And every time we reference Gypsy Woman in the history of the I Love Seville show, I want to see B. LaPistol Curtly in the front of a stack of gold coins throwing dice with a Gypsy bandana around her head. Uh, I don't think Joanne McDermott's running again. I don't think... Oh, man, do I have to go all the way to the primary with a loser in this election has the most upside? If I go all the way to the primary, I could probably highlight Sally Hudson. Sally Hudson lost to Cree Deeds in the state Senate primary. Hudson's got massive upside, good Lord, especially since she's got Sonia Smith on direct dial. Sally doesn't only have Sonia Smith on direct dial. Sally's got Sonia Smith on saved, number one. All she has to do is push one on her phone, and it goes... Hey, what's up, Sonia? How are you, gal? Martinis? Minuteman at three notch? See you there at four o'clock. Is it Hudson with the most upside? Fatally's got upside. Do we have Gypsy Woman? Almost. Almost. Oh, Judah's saying we got Fatally. We got Gypsy Woman coming up. Maybe you make the argument... From Tuesday night, T.J. Fadley has the most upside, and I'll bet you $100 right now that T.J. Fadley runs again in four years. Bet you 100 bucks T.J. Fadley runs again in four years. Fadley's got upside. Brad Rickle? Don't know much about Rickle. Don't think folks know much about Rickle outside of Crozet. You look at the results... Rickle had the closest margin of defeat. We're talking 5%, 5 and change. Fatally got beat by 22 points. That's a shellacking by the gypsy woman. Fatally's going to run again. And he's got four years now to be the face of everybody rides on Pantops. And four years to figure it out. Thank you. Got a fan that walked by the studio. Love you too. Thank you for watching. You got it on screen? Just about. 10 seconds for Gypsy Woman? Yeah, something like that. Nine seconds for Gypsy Woman. Let's see. Eight seconds until Gypsy Woman's on screen. Seven seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. Six seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. Five seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. Am I still close to on my time? Try to slow it down? Yeah, I think you're okay. Four seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. Three seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. Two seconds until the gypsy woman is on screen. One second, and the gypsy woman is 
on screen right almost almost gypsy woman resizing it <laughs> all right she's on screen yeah gypsy woman is on screen let's take let's all is she on screen right now let's yeah. take a moment to admire this let's all take a moment to admire this this is politics in the 20 in 2023 this went out to 7,000 people 7,000 households. <laughs> Definitely creative. This is hilarious. <laughs> you can never delete this ever again. Do you not think this is hilarious? It is funny. Does a 50-plus-year-old woman dress as a gypsy throwing dice in front of a poker table with a stack of gold coins and the tagline, when B plays with your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is hilarious? It is. It's, it's very creative. It's, uh, uh, it's a conversation starter. And, and what I really appreciate is that I, I honestly don't... Put us back on a honestly don't think this was done from a place of uh of malice yeah no exactly it was halloween and he needed attention for his campaign yeah it was halloween he needed attention for his campaign and used some shock jock politics literally and figuratively rob Schilling's brainchild figuratively it was a 50 plus dressed like a all right, we got the Kyle Miller show at 2.15. So we got to ask you this question. Why are the Almoral County Democrats so dominant? And why are the Almoral County Republicans performing so poorly? John Blair left this yesterday. Listen to this from John Blair yesterday. John Blair said, here's some history for you. Beginning in 2001 with Mark Warner's election as governor, there have been 32 contested countrywide elections in Almoral County. President, governor, U.S. Senate, sheriff, Commonwealth attorney, and the at-large school board seat. Republicans have won four of those 30, 32. Robert Tracy in 2015, Bob McDonald 2019, Chip, Chip Harding in 2007, Ed Robb in 2003. Two sheriffs, Harding and Robb, McDonald governor, Tracy Commonwealth attorney. John Blair also said there have been 37 elections for the Board of Supervisors in Albemarle County since 2003. Republicans have won seven of those. However, they have not won a BOS election since 2011. Who was it in 2011? Oh, I forgot his name. Jay Dobbs. It was a short, like, four-letter name, right? It was a short name. Uh, I, I, my mind keeps going to Webb, but I don't think that was it. Ken Boyd. Boy. And one other tidbit from John Blair, JB, smart man, top five, top five commenter on this program, John Blair. You ready for this one? John Blair, Jerry, the Dunlora, Dunlora, it's a neighborhood. Yep. It's close to where you live. Yeah, it's the, right. The Dunlora Precinct. the street from where I vote. The, you vote there? Yeah, at K-Tech. Okay, the Dunlora, thank you. The Dunlora Precinct has some of the highest educated and credentialed and income level voters in Almoral County. In the Dunlora Precinct, Allison Spillman carried that precinct 67 to 32%. In the Scottsville Precinct, which has some of the lowest educated and credentialed and lowest income levels in Almoral County, Meg Bryce carried it 57 to 42%. Hmm. This clearly demonstrated the elitist suburban versus working class rural divide in Albemarle County. And I think a lot of the United States. Oh, that right there, a microcosm of the United States. The Scottsville voter versus the Dunlora voter. John Blair says this in a follow-up today. God, I love you, John Blair. I'd give you a flying chest bump, John Blair, if I saw you. To follow up, Bryce carried eight precincts and Spillman carried 22. 
Of the eight that Bryce carried, seven were rural and only one was suburban, Jack Jewett, Carroll Thorpe's district. The suburban-rural divide in Almaro County is pretty stark in voting patterns. No doubt. Let's go to Deep Throat. Haven't said Deep Throat's name in a while. <laughs> deep Throat. Deep Throat. Deep Throat. This is Deep Throat talking. Deep Throat can get a little snarky and a little, little ballsy because of uh, his anonymity. Jerry and, and Judah. I love it. Almaro County Democrats benefit from bumpkin anxiety. The Republican brand is associated with rural precincts, the sticks. But people who live here have a certain amount of status anxiety about living someplace that might be considered the sticks by the folks in places that educated folks in Almaro County look up to. So the bumpkin anxiety leads people to cling almost hysterically to democratic identity. Hmm. Deep throat with the DM right there. He also says, if you're a leftist with a weak sense of self, you compensate by investing enormous emotional capital in your political affiliation. Many people turning out to vote against Bryce to fill the void inside where a normal person's identity would be. That's, that's pretty harsh. That's very harsh. That was and I don't know that that's not true about a certain that's subset of Republican voters as well. That's very harsh, deep throat. <laughs> Judas. I don't think I've ever oh, seen man. Judas react that way in this talk show. Um, that was good. He says, and for someone else, and for your point that someone else should have run, of course that's true. He highlights that her, her maiden name and her father caused a polarization for her campaign. Yeah. But then he says, find me that person. Right. Just like in Charlottesville City, very few people to the right of Charlottesville's political center will choose to endure the slings and arrows of angry left social media posses. And outrageous fortune. I, 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 know, I know that. Uh, I know those arrows. Those arrows well. Do I not? I'm sure you probably do. I know those <clears throat> arrows very well. Who knows those arrows more than yours truly, viewers and listeners? And Ginny Hu says, better Meg Bryce running against her and bringing issues to light than Spillman or any other Democrat running unopposed. No doubt. Albert Graves, the Scalia last name definitely made this a national race, and because of this fact, it will definitely help the Spillman name recognition statewide and nationally. Yeah. I love when you guys watch and comment on Twitter. Mr. DL says this. Mr. DL watching the program. Lloyd Snook isn't running for mayor next year, according to Sean Tubbs. Natalie Austrin got the most votes amongst the three. Who among the counselors will be voted mayor? Good Who do you think among the counselors will be voted mayor in, in January? You got Natalie Austrin, Lloyd Snook, Michael Payne. B. Pinks, B. Pinks in the house, Brian Pinkston, Juan Diego Way. <clears throat> My guess would have to be Michael Payne. Oh, wow. Really? M. Payne? Major Payne? Major Payne is the movie. Yeah. It is. B. Pinks? No B. Pinks? You asked my opinion. No B pinks? JDW? I think uh I think JDW. I'm going I'm going JDW. JDW, my pick for mayor. JDW. Juan Diego Wade. Natalie Alstrin got the most votes out of Major Payne and uh the Snookinator. Natalie Alstrin wins that race in convincing fashion. And Major Payne second, the Snookinator third. 8,220 votes for, we need, we need a nickname for Natalie Alstrom. <laughs> I, I shudder to think what it's going to end up being. <laughs> we need a nickname for Natalie Alstrom. We got the Snookinator. 
We got Major Payne, B Pinkst, JDW. What's Austrian's nickname? Deep Throat says it's Nat GBT. <laughs> she uses a lot of oh, word salad man. with her commentary. Nat GBT. I think it's Juan Diego Wade, Mr. DL. Mr. DL asked the question in a DM on Twitter. I think it's Juan Diego Wade. Is your uh, is your mayor in the first meeting of 2023? Time will tell. Your vote is on Major Payne. Yeah, I think I'll stick with. You want to do a bet? Michael Payne. Should we bet something? Such as prop bet. Something for the bar over there. I, we can cap it at a limit if you want. <laughs> Because I'm a top-shelf kind of guy. I uh, certainly can't afford what some of the people have brought here. I'm a top-shelf kind of guy. You want to do something for the bar? Although I suppose whoever wins, we both... Uh, I mean, you're drinking when I'm drinking. Most of the time. Are you not? Most of the time. Do you want to do something for the bar? With the threshold cap of your choosing? Sure. Where you said yes? We're doing a prop bet? Yeah, let's All do All right, it. you got Major Payne. Do not forget this. I won't forget this. You got Michael Payne for mayor... I got J.D.W. Juan Diego Wade. Okay. Neil Williamson watching the program. He says, for what it's worth, all of Almora County's magisterial districts include both rural and development areas by design as the development areas fill the rural voter populations are outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. As the development areas fill the rural voter populations are outnumbered. A perfect example of this is the Scottsville district where, where if you dominate the Mill Creek voting block and you lose in Glen Warren, the town of Scottsville, you can still win Board of Supervisors for Scottsville District. Fire truck. Engine number five. Charlottesville Firehouse. Ambulance. Number one. I'll say that again. If you're running for the Scottsville District and you win Glenmore and you win the town of Scottsville, but you get your Tukas crushed in Mill Creek, you will lose. Your board of supervisors run. To Neil's point. All right, the last comment of the show. The last topic of the show. All right, one quick topic. UVA's uh, traveling to Louisville tonight. It's a Thursday night football game. UVA's a 20.5 point underdog, 20.5 point underdog, 7.30 kickoff, national TV. I mean, madre. This could be a bloodbath. National TV. I mean, madre. Louisville's trying to contend with Florida State for an ACC championship. UVA is trying to win their third game of the season, and they're six in the Tony Elliott era. Um, quickly, Charlottesville principal quit. Heather Walker sends us this. He quit yesterday. His last day is the 21st. That means he gave 13 days' notice. The principal of Charlottesville High School, who's making us Six figures plus, quit with 13 days' notice. His last day is the day before Thanksgiving. That puts in perspective the level of stress and anxiety and the quality of life for a six-figure earner in education in Charlottesville City Schools. Do you have something you want to add to that? J-Dubs. Your first prop bet with yours truly, a bottle of, is it going to be bourbon or scotch? Do we have proof that that's why he left? What do you mean? Just saying. He's not quitting because he likes the job. He's not giving 13, 13 days notice and quitting the day before Thanksgiving because it's rainbows and sunshines at CHS. In the message, it says he's focusing on his health and his family. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to say it's because... That, of, leaves, that leaves... I'm going to say it's because of the level of stress. You can give him the benefit of the I, doubt. I'm not saying it's not. I'm you give him the benefit of the doubt. There's no direct evidence that, there, that it is. Okay. All right. I want to close with a, a photo we're never going to delete. The gypsy woman. Put the gypsy woman on screen. Let me know when the gypsy woman's on screen. There she is. B. Lapisto currently. <laughs> you have never looked better. 
I take that back. You're, that's you, not nice. That's not nice. I, I actually didn't mean that. I sincerely apologize. I didn't mean that at all, be Lepisto Curly. I apologize for saying that. I sincerely did not mean that. That was mean. I apologize. I did not mean that. I did not mean that. I feel bad for saying that. How about I say, as a gypsy woman, you look fantastic. Is that safe? Is that fair? Uh, sure. As you long look- as uh, nobody thinks you're being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> not many people can pull off throwing dice in front of a stack of gold coins in front of a poker table while dressed as a gypsy woman. She can. She can pull this off. It's a, you're pulling it off. So you think maybe uh, TJ Fadley asked her to dress up that way and, and <laughs> let no, him take a picture? I don't think TJ Fadley. I think Rob Schilling put this together. And unfortunately, I think it backfired. Unfortunately, I think it backfired. Um, I thought we did pretty, pretty well today for a Thursday. The Thursday edition of the I Love Seville show. We love America. America. Thank you kindly for joining us. For Judah Wigkauer, my name is Jerry Miller. We're back in the saddle tomorrow at 1230. So long, everybody.